Hey, what is up you guys? Welcome back to the Loom Podcast and today, today we're going to be talking about the quantitative ways of identifying an economic mode, right? So on our previous episode, we also talked about economic mode, right? Uh, competitive advantage, but we focus more on the qualitative side, right? But today's episode, we're going to focus on the quantitative approach, right? Of identifying eco- uh, companies with wide economic mode. So let us just recap what we talked about on a previous episode. The previous episode, we talked about the qualitative side. So that includes the five types of economic mode. So what are the five types? The first type is cost advantage, which means companies that are that can sell their products or services at a lower price compared to their competitors, right? So they can undercut in terms of prices and causing their competitors to make losses or eventually going into bankruptcy or leaving the industry or slow down their growth, right? So this includes some of the companies like Walmart, Amazon, Gillette, and so forth, right? So that is the first economic mode. The second economic mode is switching costs. So these are basically companies that have products or services that are not easily being being replaced or not easily abandoned or being substituted for their competitor's product, right? A good example would be Apple's ecosystem, right? It's not easy for an iOS user to switch from to switch from iOS to Android, right? It's uh, it's very troublesome. So because of that, it gives the switching is going to be very difficult for the users, and that is why they don't even switch. They don't even bother switching, right? So that is an economic mode, which is switching costs. And the third economic mode is efficient scale. Okay, efficient scale. It means companies that typically monopolize a large size of the market share right compared to their competitors right so a good example would be company like luxotica okay this company owns about 80 percent of the sunglasses uh, brands all around the world right so that is the third economic mode the fourth is network effect network effects are companies that have uh, large numbers of users right and they become even stronger when they have even more people joining them, right? So a good example would be companies like Alibaba, Amazon, YouTube, uh, Facebook. So these are companies that have this mode, which is network effect, because they are because they have so large amount of users, they attract uh, more sellers and also advertisers, and that's how they make their money, right? They make profit from that. And the final economic mode is my favorite, which is intangible assets, right? So intangible assets includes uh, branding, patent, trademarks, licensing, and so forth. And this basically, uh, they have companies like this, they tend to have fanatic uh, customers, right? And because of that, they are able to price their product, right? They have strong pricing power. And that is why we can include companies like Apple, you can include companies like Disney, Nike, Coca-Cola, Ferrari, and so forth. Now, here is the problem. What if you come across a company, right? A few companies, they are from the same industry, right? And they fall un- they, ha- they all have the same economic mode, 
right then how do you decide which company is better right for example you you come across uh you're looking at companies like nike adidas and under armor right they are all some three of these companies are somewhat the same they are from the same industry and they have somewhat the same economic mode which is intangible assets right they all have their brands right so how do you know which company is stronger which is more sustainable right so that is when we look at the quantitative part of the company right so that's how we identify the mode so that so what are the few uh, what are the few numbers that we look at right the first thing we look at is the margins which means we include the three main margins from the income statement which is the gross profit margin uh operating margin as well as the net profit margin right so first let us look at gross profit margin so gross profit margin we know that in order to get our gross profit we have to take our revenue or sales minus cost of goods sold so that is when we get our gross profit right so if we notice that one particular company tend to have higher gross profit margin compared to their competitors there's only three uh, possibilities right it means first it means either the cost the company's uh, cost of goods is way cheaper compared to their competitors so this is the first uh, possibility the second possibility is this company they are able to generate higher sales compared to their competitors which brings in higher revenue right or the third possibility is they have both which means they can sell their goods uh, at a, they, their cost of goods are way cheaper and they can afford to get higher sales generate higher sales compared to their competitors right so these are essentially good uh, companies that have high gross profit margin it means they are they have advantage over their competitors right so what are the numbers that you look at like gross profit margin some might say that you want it to be more than 30% some might say you want it more than 40% but to me it's a bit difficult to to compare it's a bit difficult to to give a proper value because it varies depending on different industries right some industries they tend to have higher their cost of goods are way higher and some companies they have low cost of goods but they have higher operating expenses right so it's always good to only compare uh, companies within the same industries so so that you know which company tend to have higher gross profit and which company tend to have lower gross profit margin right so don't it's it is best if you don't set a proper uh, a, a value on it right is the best is still to compare right between competitors compare and to see which one has the highest or the 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 furthest uh the biggest value of gross profit margin compared to their competitors right and a good example here would be one of the example that i came across while researching about this is let's say you run a lemonade stand right you sell lemonade and one day you decided to buy in bulk right you want to buy lemons in bulk and you buy in bulk once a week and when you do that you reduce your expenses by 30% right so in the in this case we know that 
when you reduce your uh, cost of goods by 30%, it means your gross profit margin is higher, right, compared to your competitors, right? So you tend to have higher gross profit margin. But as soon as your competitors find out this strategy, right, they start to implement this strategy as well. And they end up buying uh, bulk in, what, once a week, and they reduce their expenses 30%. And then now the, the, the com- competition becomes even, right? They start, uh, you start losing your customers because you guys are now selling at the, roughly the same price and you're making roughly the same profit, right? But let's say you, you develop a patent on the juicing technology, right? So you're, you're making lemonade and you create or you develop a patent develop and patent the juicing technology right so this technology allows you to get like about 30 percent more juice from each lemon right so it's basically the same thing that means you increase the amount of juice that you have compared to your competitors right and the good part about this is this uh, technology since you've already patented it it's very difficult for competitors to duplicate right they can't duplicate the technology so this gives you an edge over them right so it's not something that they can just copy by buying in bulk and then they reduce their expenses right this one actually this strategy uh, it re- increases your gross profit margin by uh, increasing the number of the, the the sales right you have more revenues because you increase uh, you can produce 30% more juice from the same amount of goods Right, so you have an edge over your competitors, and because this technology is not duplicatable, so it makes it an even stronger mode, right? So that is why we say patent is also a mode, right? Intangible asset. So that is why we always compare in terms of gross profit margin. So typically, you want a gross profit margin that is high, right? Um, compared to your competitors, and improving year over year, right? At least it's stable or growing year over year, right? So that is the first one. And then the other profit margins include operating margin, uh, net in, net profit margin. These are somewhat the same as uh, the gross profit margin. Uh, you just want, basically, for operating margin, you want it to be uh, as high as possible, right? Companies that have higher prof- operating profit margin, it means that their operation cost is way lower, right? But of course, you have to compare because some companies, like I said, they tend to have, for example, they have higher R&D, right? They don't have much uh, cost cost of uh, goods, but they tend to have higher R&D or they tend to spend more on selling and uh, general and administration uh, expenses. So their operating cost is higher, right? But essentially, you want to look for companies with at least steady or growing uh, operating margin for the past 10 years. The key thing is the past 10 years. Why? Because you want to make sure that this profit is consistent, right? So if this company has uh, consistent and or growing uh, profit margin, it means they have a wider mode compared to their competitors, competitors, right? And the last one is the net margin, right? So I don't want to give you guys benchmark uh, in terms of numbers, how many more than how many percent. I want you guys to compare so that you know which is better and which is... Uh, which company is better and which company is weaker, right? That gives you the best benchmark, right? So, but it doesn't mean that 
uh, if the company, for example, they are making good profit margin, and then all of a sudden they're not doing well anymore, right? Or maybe once or twice you notice that they're not doing well. It's okay. You don't have to completely el eliminate this company. Just find out why the company is uh, having this problem, right? Maybe it's just a temporary problem. So it's always good to find out why. Don't just eliminate the company, right? Could be a good company, right? So you don't want to miss out on this kind of opportunity, right? So that is the first way of identifying uh, mode, which is looking at the profit margin, right? Which includes gross profit, uh, operating prof profit margin, as well as net profit margin. And then the second way of identifying is looking at the historical growth, right? You want, essentially, you want a company that has uninterrupted growth, right? That is the best, the ideal case, right? Which means when they see a company that has uh, uninterrupted growth, it means that this company have, uh, they're actually demonstrating resilience over uh, the economy downturn or their competitors, right? But of course, it is not easy to find a company that is that uh, that has a track record of uninterrupted growth, right? Maybe you come across one or two years they're not doing well, so it's good to find out why, right? If it's just a temporary problem, by all means, it could be a good company, right? So essentially, when you talk about growth, you want to look at the earnings. How fast is the earnings growing, right? So if the company is capable of growing about ten percent. Right, every every year or every ten years, right? You it's best to look at ten years, right? Because you want to look at the long term. You're gonna hold it for a long term. So you wanna see can they grow ten percent after ten years, you know, their earnings. So when you see that they have ten percent, it means this company is pretty good, right? Most of the stalwarts uh companies they tend to have ten percent or more, right? And if you find out that this company is growing uh, what, 20% every 10 years, right? 10 20% is also, uh, I would say, is pretty good. It's actually very fast because, uh, like, as what Peter Lynch said, if you can find a company that is growing uh, 20%, right, it means that they are fast growers, right? They grow very fast. And then you should ask yourself, can this company continue to grow at this rate? That's what you want to find out. Right, so essentially, you want to know that company is capable of growing. They have uninterrupted growth at ten percent, which means the company is good. More than twenty percent, it means the company is a fast grower. Right, they are growing very fast, rapidly. Right, and it's okay if the company is not doing well one or two years, but if it's doing poorly for many years, then you need to just you can forget about it, or you go and find out why. Right, the key thing here is. Consistency. You want to find a company that is consistent, right? So that is the second way of identifying the mode, and the third, uh, qualitative quantitative approach is looking at the capital intensity, right? So essentially, you want a company that has low capital expenditure, right? It doesn't mean that it's bad, because when a company invests in uh, capital, they, they have higher capital expenses. It means that the company is uh, investing in themselves, right? They are growing their business by uh, buying new equipments or they are investing in new facilities, right? So these are part of growing the company, which is good, right? But if you notice that this company is, they have low ca uh, capital expenditure, 
in short is capex right if they have low capex and you notice that this company needs only like consistently small amount of money to expand the business it means it means the company is good because it tells you that this business requires only minimal investment to stay competitive and grow right that means compared to their competitors this company even with small amount of capital expenditure they can still uh, compete they can still grow right it is a good sign because if they have low capital expenditure that means they'll leave investors with more free cash flow right free cash flow are basically cash that are not like extra cash right free cash flow so the higher free cash flow it is the company has the better it is for investors right so that is the third economic mode uh, the third way of identifying economic mode and the fourth one is by looking at the ROE or ROIC so what is ROE or ROIC ROE or ROIC it's basically comparing uh, looking at the amount of returns relative to the capital that the company has right so it tells you how I think I've, I've mentioned on our pre uh, part, some of the episodes when Warren Buffett said that this ROE or ROIC actually indicates the efficiency of the management in allocating capital to generate higher returns right so the higher uh, ROE or ROIC it means the management is good in allocating capital so that they generate higher returns for the company right and if they have low ROE it means the management is not really efficient in uh, growing the capital right generating returns because this is very important because ultimately we are the one investing in the company we are in some ways we are giving them the company to grow the business so that they have better returns and when they have better returns uh, when their earnings grow uh, the earnings grow the normally the share price will also go along with it and that is when investors profit from the capital gain right so that is why we want to make sure we want to make we want to invest in a company that has good ROE that means it shows that the, com the management is efficient in allocating capital right so higher capital higher capital efficiency or higher ROE is better right but what is the difference between ROE or RIC the only difference here is debt so ROE does not include debt which means ROE actually is just a return uh, relative to the equity right which means they don't really include debt but if you look at ROIC return on investment capital right this includes the amount of equity that the company has as well as the long-term debts right so this includes the long-term debts because ultimately the debts are also used to grow the company so it will be better to include in the calculation as well so if you're only looking at ROE make sure you also look at the, the debt of the company if the company has low debt it means it's good right because you don't want a company that has too much of debt and they can't afford to uh, pay off the debt so if you're looking at ROE make sure the company also have low debt right and if you're looking at ROIC make sure they are high compared to their competitors so this number uh, typically people look at more than most people look at at least more than 15% or 20% but 
as I said, look for companies that when you compare among competitors, you will know which one is stronger and which one is weaker, right? So basically, these are the four ways of identifying the quality, quantitative way of identifying companies with, uh, with a strong economic mode, right? So, but the key thing here is this, all of these four um, things, these four criteria, right? They are just benchmarks, right? They are just something to give you, to guide you, right? It's not, it doesn't have to be exactly like it, right? Why? Because I noticed that some people, uh, they tend to use all of this benchmark and they make it so strict and then they use uh, all this uh, filter or this uh, stock screener. They put in all these criteria and once they click on filter, they end up finding no companies, right? Because their their criteria are too strict, right? So it's you don't have to make it too strict. The key thing here is to be flexible, right? Really try to understand the business as it is, as it is right? Find out why they're they are not making good enough uh, profit margin or so forth, right? Actually go and understand the business. If the company is not doing well, like one or two years, it's actually fine. Just go and find out why, right? You never know. Maybe you find you come across a company that will grow your, you know, your portfolio like exponentially, right? You call it the hidden champion. What if you find a hidden hidden champion company, right? That is, that is just the key to really understand the business, right? And the best way to go about this is to compare with the competitors. Right. Once you compare, you will get the ideal uh, numbers within that industry. Right. So you will tend to understand better which is a stronger company and which is the weaker company. Right. So that's all for today. Uh, I really hope you guys learned something from this uh, episode, which is the four four uh, quantitative ways of identifying uh, white economic mode. And you find this to be useful, feel free to share it with your friends, your family, or whoever that can benefit from this. And if you want to f- learn more about, uh, you want to know more about us, you can check out our Facebook or Instagram page. Okay, we have, uh, I mean, we do post stuff, and you can uh, just feel free to write in, like comment, let us know what you guys think, right? And uh, yeah, I think that's it about. Mm, Yeah, that's about it. So, till next time, take care. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.